Available in a video retailer in your area, WrestleMania, the World Wrestling Federation home video series presents a two-hour cassette of the greatest professional wrestling event of all time. Every match shown in its entirety with Hulk Hogan, Mr. T, Rowdy Roddy Piper, and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Bundy, Beefcake, Andre, Stud, Sheik and Volkoff, Wendy Richter, Cindy Lauper, Muhammad Ali, and more. The wrestling extravaganza seen by more than a million people in 20 countries can be yours to keep. Call your video retailer and reserve your copy now. I wanted to make it clear before we start, right? So that the listener knows we're not going to bitch about mania. Yeah. No, because it's just like, it's, I'm nervous. Like I'm legitimately nervous to watch it. Right. Like I just like, and just, and that's because I care. And that's because you care, right? Because we're fans. We don't want anything to fail. What is making you nervous? Uh... What's making me nervous? Well, first of all, the the jump to Peacock is has been uh, that's one thing. Yeah, because you know they didn't move my account automatically, right? So I signed up myself, right? Which is fine. You know, there's with any technology sign up, there were some hurdles. Like if you already had an account, like how do you figure it out? But they had the fan base pretty well trained that this is where you go. Yeah, and they spent a lot of time building up that subscriber base. Yeah. They put a lot of effort into it. So just to, like, disable your account without just say, hey, look, we're going to migrate these accounts for you. Yeah. You know, and just, like, you have to go back in. And the first time you log in, it may ask for your payment information because that we can't migrate. Right. Something, you know, putting my tech hat on. Anytime you're asking someone to re-input their payment information, that's a big hurdle. Yeah. You know, you're asking someone to do that. That's, I don't know. People might put it off. People might not want to do it till the day of. And then what happens? They can't figure it out that day or it crashes or something's going to be slammed. Yeah. So it is. It's a big risk to do that um, weeks before your biggest event of the year. Yeah. WrestleMania, no number. Yeah. WrestleMania, no number. (laughs) The 2021 version. We don't know what the number is. Right. It's like a reboot of WrestleMania, like when they reboot old movies and they just give them the same title. Yeah. Man, that I think that's maybe that's what he's thinking. I don't know. But it, it's scary. Yeah, that's that's making me nervous. I went into Peacock. What they didn't tell you about like what you're paying is there's commercials that's embedded are in a lot of their content now. That's two. Yeah. Okay, that's two. Now you're you're getting ads. You're you're paying, I guess, half price. Yeah. Half price, but you're getting ads. I guess if you pay... You pay more to get no ads. You get no ads. Yeah. So do the live events going to have ads? That's going to be the question because this will be our first live event. Picture and picture ads. Yeah. Mm. Is that what they're going for? If they surprise you with that on Mania, that no people could be unhappy. Yeah, that's, it's it's scary. So on top of that, the, the experience is already going to be a little bit rocky from passing. You know, and this is coming from, I mean, my WrestleMania 3 experience was in the Nassau Coliseum sitting there watching it on a giant screen above the hockey rink. The original pay-per-view. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like not even from home. You had to go like where I used to go see all the house shows. Right. That's where I went to see the paper. I bought a ticket like it was going to mm-hmm. be a live event and we just watched it on the big screen. Well, I remember uh, they used to have it at the movie theater. Yeah. That was another You'd one, go right? To the movie theater, buy a ticket, buy a seat. Yeah. So, which was fine. I mean, we got away from that, you know, and then everyone got trained for the pay-per-view and then that was fine. You know, obviously you paid a premium, but anyway, even beyond that, beyond just the, the intake of the experience, the card so far, 
reads like a raw. And I know they've we've talked about this in the past of just like they've gotten away from the the house show model of just like we give you on TV as a teaser and you get go to the house show or the pay-per-view to get the payoff. And when that went away and there was no enhancement talent and everybody was always working everyone, the cards start to what's going to feel special, right? It was just like the name means something. So, you know, something special has to happen. It's WrestleMania, but we know the Royal Rumble is going to be special because there's no Royal Rumbles, Elimination Chamber, Extreme Rules, even those types of gimmick matches. Okay, I'm I'm getting something special for this. Yeah. But if it's just going to be now, it's going to be streaming on Peacock. What's going to be the difference between WrestleMania and Raw? Well, let's see. I bet they're going to lean hard on celebrity appearances. Yeah, and which what they've always done, right? Right. They've always done that, but maybe more than usual. Right. So so far though, all we have is Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny so far. I guess how could you can't have celebrities in the crowd this time, so that's it's going to be interesting, right? Yeah, that is going to be something. They got rid of like you know they used to have the obviously the enforcer referee role or the special guest ring announcer, special guest timekeeper. That was always the gimmick. Special guest, you know, the Bob Euchre, right? He kind of became synonymous with being like at WrestleMania as the special announcer or yeah. play by play. So. I feel like they could have done that. I know they've been toying with like uh, social media ambassadors, right? The celebrities as the social media ambassadors, but that doesn't still feel the same. But again, there's what's if if it's just Bad Bunny, who by the way is doing great. I mean, I'll give him his props. Yeah, he's doing really well. Like he's he he's bumping, he's selling, he's throwing he's throwing punches, and I think him and, and the Miz are going to have a really good match. I think that they should have went for the tag team, Miz and Morrison versus Damian Priest, which is their guy that came up from NXT and Bad Bunny. Yeah. That would have kind of gave them the rub, mm-hmm. and that would have took a, put less weight on Bad Bunny to be in the ring the entire time. Yeah. And that may, when you tag in, it means something special, which John Morrison actually has experience with it, right? Because a few WrestleManias backs, we had Snooki from... Did he uh, wrestle with Snooki? Yeah, Snooki was in uh, on a tag team match that he was in, and she did great, but she didn't have to carry an entire match. No, get, get me wrong, Miz is awesome. Miz can probably is the guy that's going to be able to carry someone through a match by himself, but it's a lot of pressure for Bad Bunny. Miz gets Employee of the Month. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, dude. It's just like, as you know, and he's kind of turned this into his character, right? It's just like he gets heat, you know. He's like, but he's never hurt, and he's been there for so long, and he's always in the conversation. And you know why it works is what we talked about the, before, because what you see on TV is pretty much how Miz is. Yeah. And that's why it works, because mm-hmm. he believes he is the most must-see performer on there, and he always goes in with that attitude, and it, sh- and it shows. And that's why he's always entertaining, because remember in the beginning, right, he was – he was ostracized. Yeah. And the rumor was Chris Benoit made him like dress like in a broom closet or outside the, like the main dressing room. Right. Cause he wasn't worthy of be sharing a locker room. Yeah. And and look at all these years later, he's like, he's going to be a hall of famer. Did he go straight into WWE? Right. He, he didn't have an indie career, huh? No, he did. Uh, 
Well, he was on the real world, but I guess in a real <laughs> way that was his indie career because when he was on there, I mean, he cut promos he, he on there for promos sure. Promos and he's wanted, you know, his MTV was his stuff. Yeah. And but he did come in there and, and he took his bumps, right? He he, they pretty much uh, that was back when Tough Enough that season when they were basically just trying to make run people away in front of the camera. So he hung in there. So I got to give him the props. I mean, he. He never went anywhere. So, like, that's why his, him and Daniel Bryan's rivalry, which I think is a shoot, worked so well because it's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, in real life, you know, Daniel did come up in the Indies, trained right here in Texas, right in San Antonio, right? So, did, did he? Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. He he trained with uh, at Shawn Michaels School. Oh, uh, wow. RBG was the trainer there. Uh, Wayne, my old wrestling partner actually had a lot of his matches they did uh and that they still use in the on some of his raw stuff like anytime they show daniel's early career oh you can see, yeah clips. so every once in a while wayne gets like hey i saw you on raw last night <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah but he came up in the indies he came up the hard way so they had that natural rivalry that just worked right so but going into mania we won't even start. Here's who I think is hot right now that could save this show. All right. Right. I think Daniel Bryan, right? Because it's just like, I think even when he went heel and then he turned back, baby, that yes movement is still kind of there. And it feels real when he said, this could be my last WrestleMania. Stop forgetting about me. And he already has that underdog feel. Can, he could save it. Uh, Sami Zayn uh, is doing great work as just like the paranoid guy that's just like the business is trying to screw him, you know, and it, which again, it probably is because it's a little bit close to reality because they've always been kind of like poo pooed him in a sense, even though he was super over Vince is like, remember that time we screwed you over? Yeah. Let's use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I, you know, I was reading an, uh, an interview with him and he's just like, he's getting more creative freedom because he's, he's, He's being a pain in the ass, and he said that's why it's working. We talked about this on our last show. You have right. to be somewhat of a pain in the ass and not just do what the company tells you to do, and he's getting a lot more stuff through, and that's why it's working because he's getting it through. It's his idea because it's really him, Yeah. right? So he could do something, and he's working Kevin Owens, who always does great work. So having them work each other, even though that's a, a repeat WrestleMania match, it has potential that, again, because – I feel I want to feel real. I want to suspend my belief, and I think they can do that. Uh, uh, Roman Reigns, obviously, we talked about this doing the best work he's ever done as a heel. Yep. Just like having him as you know, big chief, head of the table, it's doing great. Right. So uh, having that, putting Daniel Bryan in the mix, and having Edge having his comeback story has three guys in there that are all invested that feels real. So that feels like the main event to me. So you were telling me last time, though, that you had a theory about um, why the main event changed. What, with Vince? Yeah. Yeah, not liking it, mm -hmm. which, yeah. And he's wrong a lot. That's one thing that a lot of people won't say about Vince. He's wrong a lot. He's right a lot, but he's also wrong a lot, right? He's the Babe Ruth where he, has, <laughs> he, he hits a lot of dingers, but he has a lot of whiffs, yeah. but his dingers are so good. You don't really talk about the whiffs. Mm -hmm. And obviously he's had a lot of whiffs. Yeah. Uh, 
So I think he was right in this case that it's just like it, we weren't sure if this was enough. And I don't know if it's because Edge was out for a while because obviously Edge is a main eventer. Roman's a main eventer. What was missing? So Another main eventer. Yeah, and they put it in there. Now I feel like they actually teased an idea where it's just like I want to fight the winner of night one on night two. And I was just like, okay, that's a little intriguing because now you're you're connected all weekend over one match. Yeah. I mean, well, one version of a match in two parts. So I feel like that could have connected really well. Uh, but for whatever reason, they did not go in that direction. But they teased it, so somebody thought of it, and they're like, nah, we're just going <laughs> to go with the, uh, the three-way dance. Nah, we'll do my idea. Yeah, because I'm a little concerned with the other main event, with the other championship, which there shouldn't be two. But there is two. It is what it is. But there's two nights now. Yeah, but there's two nights. Uh, but I'm worried about the Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, because I was not a big on Bob. I wasn't a big Bobby Lashley guy. But then they brought in MVP and then they gave him the hurt business. And then I'm like, oh, OK, this these are guys that, you know, custom suits. I was like, this is a, you know, and, and anytime you get a good faction, that of people who just gelled together. Factions are important. Yeah. You don't realize the importance of factions. So you see, cause AEW does it so well Yeah, they and do. they've got everybody in, in teams and you were right. It's a logical decision to make factions because you're going to hang out with your buddies. That's just how it's going to go. Right. Right. You're going to be like the horseman, whether, whether it's, you know, whether they're, you know, uh, you're really buddies or you're not in, in kayfabe, you're going to hang out with your buddies right? and you're going to be in groups and it strengthens the you know the individual within the group you're part of this you got an identity instantly oh yeah you're not just free floating in space amongst a giant pool of talent right right and you're just you know you're this amazing performer but at the same time you're nobody you're one ball in the pit yeah especially when they have again we talked about this before they have so the most talent they've ever had in the history of the company like talented wrestlers yeah Obviously, Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander, they're suit, they're uber athletes. Bobby Lashley is an uber athlete. I mean, he's an MMA fighter. I mean, he's, he's legitimate. They put MVP who came, you know, who's, who's great on the stick. He's great on the stick. So when he put it together and just like, this is the hurt business and business is good, I was like, Wow. Okay, we're in. It's just like this works. They they were getting, then they they had the titles. They you know, had the tag titles. Like they're going to get all the gold. I mean, the four horse, horsemen formula works, and they had it. And it was just like cool. Okay, well, that would have been more interesting to see. Just like you know, now Drew's like, oh crap. Now, am I really going to be fighting just Bobby Lashley, or have to worry about the hurt business? Do I need to get a gang of my own, right? Do I need my friends? And he had his angle with Sheamus and they just, you know, they fought even though they were friends for a long time. And this would have been great. Like, hey, I know we had our differences, but I need you to have my back. Right there, it's just like, we have real stakes. I was like, okay, this is picking up. But instead they just had a weird, uh, Shelton wants the belt. Maybe one of us should have the belt. You know, just like everybody all of a sudden got greedy and then just like boom and then just like that hurt business two weeks before mania or broke up so why do that i don't know why book that yeah why why what for yeah what's i don't know what the value is because i don't even know if if cedric and uh shelton have a match at wrestlemania it makes no sense right it's just like because they were a part of wrestlemania if they were coming out as the hurt business even if they didn't have a match they were going to be out there you know Mm -hmm. just like 
that was a mistake. I mean, they are they are uh, booking these matches really late in the game here. Very Everything late. is very late in the game, so I wonder if that's a, a that's just a, a big swing to try and set up a, a really fast angle. Okay, now they're broken up. Maybe they can come back. You know what I mean? They can have a mess, WrestleMania reunion in two weeks. Oh well, I could tell you, uh, and I know we're gonna try not to bitch, but like you said, it was a big swing, and that's a swing and a miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's a swing and a miss because it's just like you just put some really talented guys who can actually be outside and make it feel. Big match feel, right? We everyone has entourages now. You know, Co- we'll spring up Cody's the one that really kind of embraced it. But entourages, you know, UFC they, they come with their entourage. Boxers always came with their entourage. That's why factions work. I mean, they work outside of. I mean, people still hold up the four horsemen fingers. People still do the two sweet symbol. I mean, it it just works. So I don't I don't know what why they decided to do that. So that. Being one of their main events on one of their belts, which is the WWE Championship, not the Universal. So this is the belt with the lineage. Mm-hmm. And it's just like it's going to be another rematch. And Drew's already had, he's already lost this to Randy Orton and then won it back. So this is him going for another run at the belt, just kind of by himself. And he's a great athlete. I just like, it, it would have been better if there was a little bit more pomp and circumstance around this since it's WrestleMania, because why wouldn't that be a run Monday night raw match? So I'm nervous about that one. Uh, Sasha and Bianca. I'm not really nervous about that one. Those two girls are great. Yeah. I'm going to say that's going to be the match of the, yeah, they're probably going to steal the show. Yeah. It's just like two, again, great athletes and everything that I'm going to do. Sasha can do no wrong. She just goes out there and, and it works. It was the, this wasn't her fault, but it was weird how they kind of just like decided who's going to be the heel and where they just had that tag match. And then they just decided, well, you, since you lost now you suck. And then let's going to fight instead of just doing like a, these girls are just like, she's the boss and Bianca's, you know, the EST, like have a game of one-upsmanship, but still like a friendly rivalry. Right. I mean, WrestleMania six worked, right. They had the ultimate challenge. I don't think they needed to do that. It was completely unnecessary. They could have just been one-upping each other every week and say, we'll see at WrestleMania. Yeah. So you didn't need a heel, so I don't know why they did that. But it doesn't matter because they're they're going to be fine. Uh, another one is Cesaro versus Seth Rollins. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I mean, what what is their, what's the angle right now? I don't know. I just they're like just fighting. Yeah. They're, hey, you and me, we're in a fight. <laughs> I don't know what led up to it. I know there's uh Cesaro has been swinging him. I guess Vince unbanned the swing. So mm-hmm. he's just trying to see how many times he can swing him. Yeah. Uh, they're trying to give Cesaro the, the rub that he rightfully deserves. Yeah. And look, this should have been it. This is WrestleMania worthy. If you're counting work rate, because they're going to steal the show work rate, work rate wise. Yeah. They're going to be great. They actually did a, a Nakamura versus Seth Rollins. And I'm like, that feels like a special match that they just kind of threw on SmackDown. And that's mm-hmm. my concern. When, What's the difference between Raw and WrestleMania? What's the difference between SmackDown and WrestleMania when you have Nakamura versus Seth Rollins and then Cesaro versus Seth Rollins? It, it almost sounds interchangeable. Yeah. Even though those guys are, again, all great talents. But what are they supposed to do? The stakes are not there. The stakes no. have not been set. And that's that's the main problem going on with WWE, which we're definitely not bitching about. No, we're not. <laughs> but 
it's yeah, the guy's got the talent. The guys can do the work, but what's the story? You know, yeah. give us something. And um, you know, the same thing with like going back to Sasha and uh, you know uh, Bianca. Bianca Belair. We all kind of knew that that was where it was headed eventually. Yeah. I feel like a while ago we knew that was going to be oh, yeah. that was going to be a mania match. Yeah. So yeah, why well, you know don't uh, talk down to us. Yeah, no, it does feel like that. <laughs> it's, it's just, just like, like you, you you don't have to make it so simple. Mm-mm. You can make it complicated. You can do something different. Yeah, a friendly of two friends, a, a two friend rivalry. Why not? That'd be good. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just like the best. All right, if you want to compare yourself to other episodic television, right? The best shows are the ones that just turn things on their head like when you'll have a spoiler alert from game of thrones of 10 years ago but it's just like when you all of a sudden whack the main character you realize something's different all right i need to adjust my netflix queue (laughs) they they were sending me the discs and i'm gonna cancel (laughs) no but i see what you're saying just like make it different because you've done every angle already yeah you've got to try different ones and i think that's one thing aw succeeds at is they um not to compare the two, they're different products, whatever. Yeah, I know. They're really, yeah. But, you know, they they um they try different storylines. They try different things. And they when they feel the audience biting, they they go for it. Oh, they lean in. Yeah. Where when they the WWE audience bites, they lean out. Yeah. And they, you know, WWE will if if they're not if the audience is feeling it, it's like no really. It's like force feeding it to you. Oh yeah, and then it gets super frustrating to the point where just like they'll have a show that like, you know, the, the audience, you are the most important portion of our show, but then they don't listen. They don't take any of the feedback and they do everything different. And that's why, I mean, the raw ratings are 1.7 million. They're not that far off from AEW. Like they're breathing down their neck and that shouldn't not be the case. AEW is going to probably start getting a million a week once the NXT moves to Tuesday. Yeah. So that should not be the case when you have this much talent. And yep. it's just like there's some weird – there's a weird creative miss. But the problem is making money. So it's just like how much do you care when you're still bringing in money? Yep. And how do you stop that? You got contracts. You got TV contracts. Yeah, that are paying that money for just for that content. So I, don't, I think that's short term. You got to think long term you yep. know, or else it's going to come back to get you. Uh what else we so we got New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Uh, okay, yeah, I mean the the gimmick's going to be here is Omos is uh, what is he seven four? This is his debut. Yeah, this is going to be the first time that you actually see him in a match. Okay, okay. I'm in. Yeah, I, him and AJ as as a tag team. I don't know. I just I can see AJ in a faction, but I don't. I don't I've never seen AJ in a in a tag scenario like this with someone who has a completely different style. Yeah, and he's a little bit um well, I know he works heel sometimes. Is he heel or babyface right now? He's heel. Yeah. Yep, he's well, which, heel. He's great at both, but he either is. way, he comes off as a loner to Yeah, me. you don't really need him. Like yeah. he when he had He's the a one man band. When he, even one when he gang. had the good brother one man gang for his billow. <laughs> <laughs> that was a a shout out to the old uh, the slammies <laughs> when Macho Man said, "And the one man gang for his billows." <laughs> but yeah, I don't. He doesn't. I guess that was just their way of getting Omos in. But he's a huge dude, so yeah. it's gonna be. That's interesting. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. New days. You know they'll they'll do they'll carry it when they. Sometimes they let them carry on too much. But they're still there's nothing wrong with them. They feel special when they come out. They're yeah. stars. So 
We'll see how that goes. And that's all. And then, oof. That's night one? One more on night one. And this is the one that's, again, that's making me nervous. What if- it's it's Shane O'Mac, Shane McMahon ah. versus Braun Strowman in a steel cage match. Right. In a steel cage match. Okay. But the, the match that usually is the blow-off match is technically their opening match because the one match last month never happened. Yeah. But this one really bothers me. Yeah. You know, just because the whole angle is he wants to fight Shane McMahon because Shane McMahon is like bullying him. <laughs> like Shane McMahon's the bully and he just keeps calling him stupid. That is that is <laughs> it. That is the only reason why they do it. And Shane got over on him a few times. Like he, I thought they were going to do a Nickelodeon tie-in because he poured slime on him. Yeah. He just slimed him. He said, I don't know. Yeah, he did. You can't do that on television, <laughs> but you can do it on podcasts. <laughs> yeah, but he slimed him. And it's just like, Shane is just coming off as, as the bully. Yeah. And it's well, just like, and he's just, and you're just fighting him because you're calling him stupid. Yeah. I just not a big fan of Shane booking himself on mania. And like I said before, not to be, not to bitch about it or anything, but this really not has about it. Not gonna, I'm not bitching about mm-hmm. it, but this really has the scent of uh, uh, Shane O'Mac thought of a spot about three weeks ago <laughs> that he wanted to try, and he's been rehearsing it probably. Oh yeah. And when he's not rehearsing the spot and do, training for it, he comes and you know works on the the angle. Right. Shows up for that. <laughs> yeah, I, and I guess he's a, he's the he's the part timer as in the sense that he'll always be around for Mania, even though he's always around, but. Maybe it's a race to see uh, who comes off. They're, they're back in Ray J Stadium, right? So you got the pirate boat. Who's who's jumping off the boat first, Kevin Owens or Shane O'Mac? Uh, I feel like it's... Someone's jumping off the boat. Feel someone's jumping. Yeah. Someone's jumping right. off the boat. And then that's fine. But it's just like, man, I don't know. I They dropped the ball on Braun so much that they started finally giving him some momentum. And then they turned him quasi heel for him pushing Alexa to the dark side and then not caring, even though they got us invested that he was, she, they were friends and then they just dropped it. So then he just comes back, but now he's and again, they did something very similar with big shows. Like there's no reason this, the guys like this need to be their Andre, the giants, their undertakers. I mean, Braun Strowman, man, he's, he's another, again, they have no shortage of talent, and what a talented big man he is. Yep. So it's just like uh, the Strowman Express, they they just dropped it all, and now just throwing him in there and with Shane because Shane Shane always did get a pop in the live crowd, So, but then they turn him heel, and Shane's going to have a great and, – and it might be a good match, but it's just like I don't even want to see it because the setup was so stupid. And yep. I'll use the term stupid because that's what it all – it's all about the that's word stupid. That's what it's about. That's yeah. the whole angle. It's just like, does that work? Is that really compelling? You know, is that the personal issues? Is that the grudge that you're just like calling them stupid? Again, I feel like maybe you're talking down to me, WWE. Yeah. Uh, so it probably is going to be a good match, but I just like, I don't even necessarily know I want to see it. <laughs> well, you're going to. Yeah, we have no choice. All right. So what do we got on the second match? We already talked about Owens and Sami Zayn. Great. You know, Mr. Conspiracy. What a great gimmick that turned into be you know that he's just worried that everyone's trying to screw him and he's always walking around with a camera and stuff mm-hmm. so uh, his documentary crew so that's working really well so do we ever see any of Sami Zayn's footage no right there yeah he's, he's gonna debut uh 
a documentary. He's going to, okay. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. So that's why they're screwing him. And Great. he's going to have a documentary on why they're screwing him. So I like that. Feels real enough to me. So I'm in because mm-hmm. it looks like something that you would see on YouTube. And it's smart. Still utilize that pre-tape gimmick that sort of spurged up uh, during the pandemic, right? Yeah. Utilize it right now. Even though you're still going, you're trying to do a live event again. Yeah. You can use it for stuff. I think it's a great, it's a great uh, tool to have in the arsenal. I like it. Uh, you got Biggie uh, defending the Intercontinental title against Apollo Crews. Uh, yeah, Biggie's got the belt now. Biggie's obviously already. Apollo Crews is now a heel. Right. He's, uh, I don't know what what African nation he's like a prince of, that mm-hmm. he has an accent now and stuff. But I'm starting to almost wonder if they should have introduced him with that all along for, for whatever reason. Just didn't work, but Apollo is the perfect example of what I've been talking about. I feel like you have somebody super talented that doesn't push back when they make him do dumb things, mm-hmm. you know, for his his character. And this feels like the first time they're actually making his character feel a little bit special. Yeah. So, uh, TBD, TBD on how it works, but I, I I'm all for it. You know, it's just like having that. Uh, that feel right now, just like, because I think it's in the zeitgeist, right? Of just the, these African royalty, you know, you just had the, the sequel of coming to America. Right. Obviously we're all very familiar with black Panther. Right. So African royalty. Apollo Crews didn't have much to do as a babyface. No, he's never had. And no, it's, it's harder to work babyface. You know, if you don't get over, you're just kind of sitting there, you know, and you're just waiting for them to turn and the heel so you can do something else. Yeah. To do something different right but yeah it, it wasn't working uh all this i don't even remember much of the stuff they did i mm-hmm. i think ricochet's in that same void yeah don't even know where he is right now right yeah. he's he should have just came in as prince puma prince puma <laughs> was over yeah he was over but now uh our truth calling him richard now that's all i ever do is call him richard <laughs> ricochet, ricochet which is is telling where the where uh people are thinking of him. then you have i think on this night you have one of the best Guys, they got going in there right now. Uh, Riddle, he's got the U.S. belt, and he's Riddle. fighting Sheamus. Yeah, uh, Riddle's Riddle, man. Riddle's uh, works again because he's also because he's real. Yep. So I was just like, I think it's going to be fine. So did you see him blow the, the spot with Oscar <laughs> no, backstage? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it worked, right? It's just like it got a lot of traction on Twitter. People, whether you know, again, it's wrestling. So whether you're the arguing yeah. it or you're digging it, it's it's all good. That's fine, man, because it's just like I, if he came rolling up like Fast Times and he came out of a van with a bunch of smoke out of it, you'd be like, yeah, I expect someone to do it. And then he rolled with it, right? Dude, tag the WWE riders, please. Give him a Spicoli gimmick. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's all he needs. Get him right? some checkered vans, you know? Yeah. Have him like order a pizza in the middle of a spot. <laughs> <laughs> Have him come to the ring in a van and just comes out of the van. Yeah. Just right and just falls Just out. like tumbles out of the van. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think that would be good. But, uh, yeah, so that will be a good match. Sheamus always uh, finds his way into the main event. Sheamus always uh, fights hard. Uh, I would have rather have seen Sheamus somehow involved with uh, Drew just because they have that history. And it's like, my, I need your friend. I just want to have that realism of just like you fight with your friends, you make up with your friends kind of thing. But uh, they're going to go with this, and that's fine. I Again, why WWE needs to f- some factions. Yeah. So these guys can help each other out. Oh, yeah. They're they're struggling. Uh, what else we got that's happening that night? Oh, the return of The Fiend. 
ah. against Randy Orton. Yeah, the resurrect. We saw him resurrected. Right, he looked kind of looked like chewed up meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, don't know. I mean, obviously, he's one of the hottest characters, and they keep him special by not showing him that much. But I have no idea what they're gonna do. Yeah, no clue. Like, how do you like Randy Orton? Pretty much already sent set him on fire, right? And then we've just been dogging him and Alexa been going at it for months. Where where do you go with this? Like, what what are we watching? It's not it's not a Firefly Funhouse match. What they could have done, no, but it should have been. Is it? A, it's not a pre tape. Don't know. They did not say it should have been. It should have been. Well, just, to me, it makes sense that it would. Well, it, to me, it makes sense that it should be. Because the, that entire storyline is cinematic. Right. Okay. And if you, if the blow off match to that is just a regular match, um, that's, that's a disappointment. It's very me. disappointing. Yeah. And, and in the past, obviously, you know, Bray had his Firefly Funhouse match last year, which was great. Mm-hmm. What, what, what a great pre tape. I mean, the best two matches of last year's Mania were, were the two pre tapes. Yeah. Right. The, the Boneyard match and then the Firefly Funhouse. Uh, but then remember him and Randy Orton had that fight at, uh, was it like Sister Abigail's house a long time ago? And then he, Randy Orton, like set it on fire. I mean, they've already had the cinematic match. So just to have them just go in there. I'm sure they're going to do something, but they're not announcing what they're going to do. But I just, for this to make sense, I can't see how Randy Orton comes out the other end of this still intact. Mm -hmm. Since he put Fiend on the shelf for months and months and then been tormenting Alexa, you know, back and forth. How do you have Randy Orton just beat Fiend coming back? Right. I don't know what they do. Where do they go? Like, I almost feel like something has to happen or Randy Orton, and he needs to go away for six months Mm -hmm. to make it feel like something really happened. I may call for a vote of no confidence in Chancellor Valorum's creative (laughs) control. So we'll, that's TBD. Uh, What else? And then we have, we, well, we talked about the, the triple threat. I think that's going to be great. That's going to be a great, that's going to have the match of the night on the other end. Cause man, Roman, Daniel and Edge, those guys are phenomenal. Yeah. They're gonna work they're gonna work their boots off. Yeah, I think that should hit the mark. Yeah, so I don't I don't see any have any concerns with that. Uh they kind of threw Rhea Ripley in there. She's back in her debut. She didn't wrestle, she just challenged Asuka. Yeah. So is Rhea Ripley a heel? Don't know. Okay. She just came out and did the sign point. Yeah. Don't know. It's a little quick. Yeah, very quick. <laughs> it's just like it's so quick that it's just. I which don't, I don't know what's happening because which where, where did the time? Didn't she debut at Rumble? Well, she had a match last year at WrestleMania against Charlotte. Right, but we saw her come back on the Rumble. Right, that was her big return. Oh yeah, she was in there. Yeah, and then was she just on the shelf until mm-hmm. now? Yeah. So what happened there? Why not? Don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Did something with Oscar change that they needed to fill a gap? Uh, I mean, unless they were setting up for Charlotte, who who's out with COVID. Oh, were they setting up for Charlotte? Maybe? Yeah, and she's out with COVID, and and also her Andreas has been future endeavored, which uh-huh. obviously is her guy. So maybe they're giving her some time to cool off. Obviously, she's probably not happy with the office right now, and some a uh, phantom pr- pregnancy. Is it? Did you hear about this? No, didn't. That's I what Andrade said that it was a phantom pregnancy that. Um, WWE told her she was pregnant when she wasn't. 
Oh, really? Yeah, it made me think of that 30 Rock episode where <laughs> Liz Lemon eats those Mexican chips. Oh. Oh, and she yeah. gets a fan to press. Anyway, but like, that's maybe, okay, maybe I'm hearing that completely wrong, but like, I'm pretty sure I heard about Andrade <laughs> went on a podcast and said that. It's very possible. I, I just, I don't know. And again, this is the, the stuff that's quote unquote really happening is more intriguing mm-hmm. than the stuff that you're trying to stage. Right. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I expect Asuka to probably drop the belt. That's the only thing that makes sense here. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a good match. Here's the thing. is like none of these people that are actually working or everybody's a great worker. So I'm not concerned about the matches not having high quality. I'm just concerned about there's already seven hours of this content and it's just this going to be more of the same show. Am I going to have to watch? Is this raw? So is raw on that Monday, basically WrestleMania night three, because are the matches going to look any different? Yeah. Well, you've got to think of it even from the, from the other end of that, you've got seven hours going into mania. Mania is going to be what? Eight hours. Yeah. Four and four, probably four and four, eight hours. Yeah. Pop any pre-show there. You think maybe another hour possibly up somewhere. NXT has two. Are they having a two night takeover too? I'm not sure. So you're talking about, oh, that's a lot of viewing. And then you've got Raw on Monday. Yeah. Which used to be the best Raw, right? It's just right. the Raw after Mania is just when everybody flew in. And look, some of this is not not their fault because they're adjusting to, you know, the pandemic. Sure. And uh, they are going to have some fans there. But yeah. I'm sure it's, they're going to be, it's going to be somewhat, we'll see. It's going to look different for sure, but I don't know. If it's gonna feel different, like it just like it's not gonna feel get the WrestleMania butterflies like, oh man, it's finally here. Yeah. So uh it sounds it what um that's a pretty big arena, yeah? Oh yeah. And what is it? Gonna be half capacity? Yep. Yeah, because it's a stadium, right? Yeah. It's it's Raymond James Stadium. They're about where they're gonna, supposed to be. How is that gonna year. work? You know, it's just it's yeah, how's that gonna work? I don't know. It's it's weird because it's not seats, right? It's benches probably, no? Well, you just like, yeah, regular football stadiums. Yeah. Oh, you're talking about if they put people on the floor. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Like, maybe it's going to feel like one of those, like, 83 NWA shows where somebody comes in on a helicopter because <laughs> they have enough room that they're, that they're not filling it up. Yeah. And, you know, they get that long walk from the back. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know. I hope they're accounting for that. That's one, like, I hope that whoever's planning a show, like, again, I, I want it to go well, is accounting for these things that have changed, you know? Yeah. And that they've understood that. Just because you have the best cameras and angles and lighting, everything, you can do whatever. You can have a drone in there. You can get the right. most beautiful shot. You have to take into consideration how things have changed and how things are going to look and sound because of that. You right. Know? That's um, a good point. And if you're seeing these really wide shots of this stadium that's like half full, I don't know how impressive that's going to be, you know? Of course, they do have like those – now they're doing those um, – Shallow depth of field shots where everything the background's out of focus. Oh, the the Madden shots. Yeah, what everyone's calling. Yeah, which is okay, which is fine sometimes, but you know, I don't know. I don't think it, 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 it it's not usable in you know a live uh, sports event type of environment. Yeah, you know. Oh, for live, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just hope that that's being taken into account and that they come up with some other creative way to make this seem as impressive as they want it to be. Yeah, because it. Uh... Thunderdome looks impressive if you just kind of are glancing at it. If you don't have to, it just doesn't feel it. Even when you, I want to feel it, I just not just look look impressive. It has to feel impressive. Yeah, and and that's TBD. 
you know, and then we have our two battle royals. Speaking of feeling impressive, and that always feels impressive, right? Because you got a bunch of bodies in the ring mm-hmm. of everyone's just like, hey, here's your chance to be at WrestleMania. And I've always been a fan of battle royals. I'm just- a fan. I'm a fan of battle royals, and I think I like it when they take the opportunity to do things that are a little wacky. Yeah, you know, do things that are different that you wouldn't do in a regular match. Yeah, and it gives everyone a chance to be at Mania, get in front of that, get that experience out there. Uh, I mean, that goes all the way back to you know. Bad News Brown, Brett turning on Bret Hart for that WrestleMania Battle Royal. And then Andre the Giant, you know, WrestleMania 2 Battle Royal, where they got the football players involved, right? Yeah. William the Refrigerator Perry was just like, it made it feel special. So I'm always a fan of these on the big shows, and I think they should be part of the main cards. I hate when they just like put it, it's like, oh, it's not that important. Because it is important. It's a chance for the guys that you don't know what to do with to give them an opportunity. It's yeah. a great place to do some experimentation. Yeah, and it should be, I mean, it should be a fun match. You should always take full advantage of that. Yeah, and they tried last year with the SNL people, and it's just like, I don't know if it worked, but hey, I, I didn't fault them for trying, right? When Colin Jost, Michael Shea, and they yeah. basically were doing commentary under the Battle Royal, Yeah, the ring. Is, but, hey, look, it was a battle royal. It was a chance to try something different. Yeah. Uh, one, but that's you, a... You one, know, one thing I always th- think, though, when I see battle royals, I, I think they should always space them out, time them out, some sort of release, uh, timed release of, of, you know, opponents, you know? Yeah. I just feel like when they're all in the ring and it just starts, it's so jarring and you can't really... You can't focus on anything right off the bat. It takes a while before... To get your bearings, yeah. Exactly. Like, whatever. Like, do five at a time, ten at a time. I understand it's a time It's a time constraint, probably. But just something to learn. Mix that up a little bit. Just yeah. add add an angle to the Battle Royale. That it, it shouldn't be too hard, I think. Oh, there. I mean, yeah, there should be something you can do. Yeah. I, I agree. Just to make it feel like an experience and not uh, basically... You know, a mouthful of candy and just like you can't even <laughs> chew. You can't. Do I suck? Do I chew? Do I swallow? Yeah. What do I do right now? So I'm drooling. Right. So, yeah, it is that experience. So now you can see why I'm a little nervous, right? Is there anything? And I left off the the SmackDown Tag Team Championships with the uh, Dolph Ziggler and uh, Bobby Roode. They just kind of balled those guys together. I think they're called like Top Dogs, Dirty Dogs, something with dogs. And it was just like, wait, the show off? And glorious, where you just didn't let it, you just did it wrong, and now you just kind of balled them together again. Two great athletes against the Street Profits, who also just like those guys are over. I mean, they got the the solo yeah. cups. I mean, so I, and I feel like this is just going to be another one, just just kind of thrown in there. Yeah. So, well, I mean, you you know, it's not affecting anybody because you forgot about it. Right. And you have the card in front of you. Yeah, exactly. And I scroll, I was like, oh, I completely missed that one. So, look, I'm still going to pay. It's just like, but for the first time, it was just like when I paid for my Peacock subscription and I did their deal, it was just like I paid for a couple months in advance, found out the, the commercial thing, and then I saw, oh, you got to pay more for no commercials. And for the first time after watching this meeting, I was just like, I, I don't know if I'm going to let it renew when this is done. That's how concerned I am. And it's yeah. just like... From I'm coming from a fan, so I was in the business, but I was felt like I was part of the business before it, during it, and after it. I want it's WWE's been part of my life, my mm-hmm. entire life that I have a memory. I remember wrestling, yeah, and I'm actually thinking about. I was like, oh, maybe I don't watch. That's that's sad to me. It's just like, and don't tell me I outgrew it because it's just like I've been again. It was from eight to forty eight, and then all of a sudden that. Ah, yeah. 
No, I mean, there's, there's, that says a lot. You know what I mean? That says a lot. So what is, what is, uh, you know, Joe Average thinking right now about, um, renewing that peacock or signing up? Like, yeah. how close are they to not doing it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everyone's at home. Everybody's watching lots of different stuff. If you miss Mania this year, I don't know. You might catch the highlights somewhere. Um, there's other methods to see it. You know? Um, yeah. I don't know. I think maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Is there is there pay per view? Don't know. I don't even know if they're doing. You know, I I feel like if pay per view is an option, folks might be apt to do that. Yeah. You know, because you're used to it and you're trained for it. Right. So, and also, <laughs> as ridiculous as it sounds, paying the fifty sixty bucks gives it the big show feel. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it makes it important. It makes it an event. So. Uh, do I need to sign up for another subscription? I'll just pay for Mania. I just yeah. want to see Mania anyway. Yeah. You know, think about it. That is true. Yeah, because obviously we we all have lots of streaming apps that we're competing with. So now they really are competing with everything. And this is when you need to have that. Let's make something feel special. And the yeah. way to make it feel special is to make it feel real. Help me, dis, you know, help me suspend my belief. Yeah, they're not helping me suspend my belief. Some of the workers are the ones that go rogue are the ones that work. Uh, man, go rogue. That's what I'm asking any talent that's listening because they all listen to this show. Yep. Every single one of them. I know they do. They do. Um, They're texting me now. Yeah. What, um, so, okay, best case scenario. Tell me, tell me what alleviates your fears. <sighs> like before or after the show? Like, can uh, they just do, give, well, me, give me some, you know, whatever. What, 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 I don't oh, think they can alleviate my fear before the show, but yeah. I would love to be wrong. Yeah. I'd love to come out at the other end of this WrestleMania and be wrong uh, and just like have that WrestleMania feel like the pomp and circumstance, the grandest stage of them all. Right. That's what they call it. I want this to feel like that. And I know it's going to look impressive. That's one thing that they've always done a really good job of as is looking impressive. Yeah. I want it to feel impressive. Not just look impressive. Mm-hmm. Don't just worry about the looks. Worry about the feel. I want some substance to it. So I, I don't know. I just like a little bit, splash a little bit of realism in there because the, the matches that I'm gravitating to are the ones that you can tell that, you know, the workers are splashing a little bit like of realism in there. That would help me alleviate a little bit. But I just, I don't think they're going to do that yet. They're just, they're playing it safe. Peacock is already, uh, talking about editing content from past WWE events. Hmm. So that's pretty concerning there too, right? Yeah. Cause it's just like wrestling has always had that quirkiness to it. And it's just like, what, who's going to decide that who's going to be, you know, standards and practices, maybe Stevie Richards. Yeah. <laughs> who's going to be the standards and practices that are going to decide, ah, you shouldn't be watching that. Cause you're going to miss a lot of, good shit from the past and let's face it there's probably a lot of politic politically incorrect stuff oh absolutely in the vault all right? oh yeah so you know there is so i don't but I don't, again it's just like what vince always said is like stop taking it so seriously we're just we're satire you know right. his, his super bowl commercial get it you know it's just like it's you know wink wink but we're working the work in the audience and it's just like and sometimes you think we know when it's gone too far and when it is but a lot of times it's just like it's not that big of a deal because you just move on because they're they're producing so much content they're just like they don't have time for uh quality control mm-hmm. they just keep moving yeah so we'll I, see i always think of glow when they do that kkk gimmick oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god glow <laughs> that would make me feel better uh, a special appearance by 
Glow. When is Glow? Glow as an organization should just be in the Hall of Fame. The entire organization. Yeah. Because obviously that uh, that documentary was great. And if I was WWE, I'd be kicking someone in the ass for like, why didn't we buy the rights and do that documentary? Right. And then it was so popular. Then Netflix got a three season turned it show. into a series, yeah. yeah. Which was which I think they canceled, but yeah, they canceled the fourth season. Yeah, but it's just like, man, it's just I want to see that entire show in the Hall of Fame because mm-hmm. that's again that was the quirk. They went, they leaned way into the quirkiness. So maybe we should just do a show on Glow. We can, yeah. The gorgeous ladies of wrestling—they're all champions in this ring come from the streets they come from the city (laughs) where there is no pity (laughs) 